97.9 The Hill, WCHO, and the UNC Hustman School of Journalism and Media present Sports Focus with Charlie Tuggle. Sports Focus, dedicated to in-depth examination of issues of overriding importance in the sports world. Each week, we'll discuss problems and look for solutions in professional, collegiate, and amateur sports. From Carroll Hall on the Carolina campus, here's your host, UNC journalism professor, Charlie Tuggle. Welcome to Sports Focus. Our topic today, the UNC field hockey team defending back-to-back national titles. Our guest, Karen Shelton, iconic head coach of that team. So, Karen, to go for the three-peat, and uh, that's certainly what uh, fans of the the field hockey program want to see is the the three-peat. To do that, you have to play games. So, what's the likelihood that uh, you guys are returning to the pitch this coming season? Well, it's very likely that we're going to return. I'm excited for it. I know the student raring to go, but uh, we do have a plan in place uh, via Bubba Cunningham and the road roadmap to return along with Chancellor Go. So we have a plan in place that the student athletes and the staff will come on June uh, the 22nd and student athletes will return July uh 13th and um, they'll be work out with and conditioning coach and then um, you know we'll return to practice as soon as the NCA permits and they may permit us back to start practice a little bit early but as of right now our our first practice according to the former rules last year would be August the 6th so we're excited for it all right so uh that that would be the return date of all of the uh fall Olympic sports in addition to field hockey. And, but all of this is, is sort of the plan. You can't say it's for sure going to happen because the NC2A has a role here. The ACC, federal government, state government, local government, all of these things have to fall into place. And, and then even with that, assuming all that happens, you still have the social distancing uh, guidelines. And it's like, how do you social distance when you're playing a sport, even one that, like yours, that is technically considered a non-contact sport? Yeah, it, it's certainly going to be a challenge, and we kind of have to wait and see, but we're going to try and do um, what we can in terms of uh, keeping the kids quarantined within our team. Uh, we will be tested upon return, and I think retested to make sure that uh, that no one has the, the virus uh, unknowingly and uh, just to keep tabs on everyone. So, um, you know, we'll, in practice, we'll, they'll all obviously all have their own water bottle now. You know, they used to share water bottles. Um, we'll, we'll be able to use both benches at training sessions. Uh, I'm sure that the, the coaches will come up with some kind of barrier on our faces so that, you know, we're not, uh, we're not spreading particles out there. So, you know, it, we, it's a little bit of wait and see, but we're going we're gonna to do what we can um, to make things happen and uh, certainly to, to be as normal as possible. So, Karen, you never yell at your players. Why, why would you be concerned about spreading stuff? And I'm being <laughs> facetious here. I'm usually cheering for them. <laughs> Occasionally a yell here and there. All right, so you, you mentioned the testing protocols. How's that going to work? Because you could be tested one day and then, you know, go out and inadvertently contact someone who has the virus, and now you have the virus. So how frequently are your players going to get tested? Where, when, all that kind of stuff? Well, 
again, the, the, the plan is developing, but I understand it that we will all be tested upon return and then perhaps tested seven days, make sure that no one, uh, you know, uh, develops symptoms and the virus that would show up in a test. So we'll, we'll be tested, you know, twice. There'll be daily um, temperature testing to make sure that no one's running a fever. Obviously, we'll ensure uh, other symptoms, you know, coughing, sneezing, uh, you know, loss of um, taste and smell. So, you know, I think, I think, you know, there's a lot of information out about it. And I think we're going to be really smart and very careful to make sure we're not putting others at risk or our student-athletes in addition. Because of travel considerations, you've already changed your schedule somewhat, correct? And budgetary concerns, um, obviously losing the NCAA basketball tournament last year um, is a heavy hit. So we're all feeling the financial ramifications of, of losing last year's spring season. Uh, so we had a trip uh, to California schedule. Uh, it was uh, to play Cal Berkeley and Stanford and in the department. And, and I think a lot of places around the country have eliminated non-conference air travel from all, all sports. So that trip was canceled. Uh, we voluntarily canceled a trip to, to the Delphia area. We were going to Princeton, New Jersey, uh, to play uh, Princeton, who we, we beat in the final last year, and then we were going to ride down to Philadelphia and play at Penn. Um, but that's typically a bus trip for us, and, and we did not want to risk a, a, an additional trip of being eight hours cooped up in a bus. So, so uh, we, we chose to, to cancel those. And then UConn, who's a prayer, they were scheduled to, to fly uh, to Old Dominion, University, which is a conference opponent for them, and then they were going to drive down and play us. So that game's been canceled. So we've lost five games, but we're likely to pick up an additional game uh, from our our neighbor 11 miles down the road, and we're probably going to pick up another one with Wake Forest. And those dates have yet to to be determined, but we're likely to pick up those games. And then perhaps you know, Liberty or Longwood would be an option, uh, somebody that's close by. Sports Focus, we'll be right back. You're listening to Sports Focus with Charlie Tuggle. And now back to the show. Welcome back to Sports Focus. We're talking with Karen Shelton, the head coach of the UNC field hockey team, about that team's return to the pitch. hoped for return to the pitch. So, uh, Karen, in addition to physical distancing issues when, when you're playing sports, um, there are so many other things to think about, uh, ticketing and uh, sports medicine and the athletes' housing and where they eat and how many people are in there at the same time. How crazy is this compared to all of the other seasons you've coached at Carolina? Well, it's it's certainly you know, unprecedented, and you know we'll get through it. I think we've always been a group and a program that has said, okay, you know what do we need to do? We're going to find a way, and we're you know hopefully going to try and turn it into some kind of competitive advantage. That's my attitude about everything. Um, so see, you know, there's a ton of things we can do to help the student athletes. We can you know, during practices we can limit the number of student athletes that are in the locker room at the same time. We can so distance 
uh, frequently. I think um, I think one of the things we're concerned with is kind of the outside because we're all going to be tested and retested. And I think you know if we can stay as a group quarantine, uh, you know, it should be okay. And we're assuming the other teams are going to do similar, you know, have similar procedures in place. It's kind of outside, uh, you know, in classroom settings. How can we, you know, make sure that what we do is is Help, you know, staying in isolation so that nobody brings back the virus and, you know, then silently transmits it. Uh, and, and basically what they've said is it immediately quarantined for 14 days. And so, and that's, that's, there's no argument, there's no negotiation. Um, so it, it'll be up to the student athletes to really try to do the best they can with hand washing and, you know, staying, staying distant to, so that they can remain virus free. Uh, so that they can compete. And, you know, the athletes love to compete. So they hope we'll take proper precautions to keep everyone safe. So if your athletes are going to be tested frequently, is there a protocol already in place for how and where and when that happens? Assuming that our administrator, Dr. Uh, Mario Sioka, is working on that. We've been notified that we will be tested as soon as we get back everybody and then I think we'll be retested. I'm, I'm not sure whether that's you know seven or 14 days later to make sure there wasn't any overlap. Uh, we'll do um, you know temperature gauge uh, to running a fever. You know I think this age group tends to get the virus without symptoms at, at times and so uh, you know it's it's going to be important for us to stay diligent with with keeping isolated and then making sure that we're taking temperatures and, and really being mindful if we're around someone that is coughing or sneezing, uh, that we don't, we don't uh, take any chances with that. All right. So uh, as you mentioned, your student athletes are students uh, and, and they, you know, some of them are husband students, our school. And of course we expect them to come to class, but um, that there is just so much on the minds of, I think, students and faculty and administrators. It's like in all these various settings, how do we keep the students safe? How do we keep ourselves safe? Uh, how do we mitigate uh, any risk? There's going to be risk. Or there's risk in life. Uh, how do we mitigate that risk to the best of our ability? So uh, are you going to have to monitor the movements of your, your student athletes to a greater degree than you already would? I've heard, you know, obviously we're still in the, you know, the formulation of our plan and, and we ha we're ways out. So things may change because they've, you know, it's been very fluid and very changeable as, as this whole thing started in the, the months that we've all been quarantined. So I think we'll have to wait and see. Um, you know, how much isolation. I, I've heard at other universities that once they return to campus, that they will be quarantined. Uh, you know, so, you know, for example, you won't be able to leave town that you're in. Um, you won't be able to leave your dorm other than going to practice and going to the dining hall and then back to practice uh, and then back to the, you know, the, the athletic facility. So I, I don't know yet. Uh, I don't think anybody knows just yet but we'll be prepared, and I know that uh, that that our administration and and Mario Sioka, he will make sure that we're doing the right thing and that we are following all the guidelines uh, that are put in place for us. All right. What about uh, Karen? What about fans? Uh, what sort of discussion has there been about limiting the number of fans, making sure that they're okay when they come to the stadium, and that kind of stuff? 
I think that there's going to be um, you know, hand sanitizing uh, stations and hand sanitizers everywhere. I think they're going to be more kind of a, a procedure to get into the facility so that people hang six feet apart as they're entering the facility. They're probably zones uh, where, where people can sit so that they can um, stay apart from each other. Uh, you know, it's going to be much harder to do at football than it will be at field hockey. I think we have enough space in our facility that we keep people safe, um, you know. And uh, so I think, I think again, uh, as, as things develop, I've seen kind of some uh, segues that, that, uh, and pathways to get in where first spectators would, would uh, you know, have their temperature taken. And if they, are, they have a temperature, they'll go one way. If they don't have a temperature, they'll go another way. Uh, you know, with the hand sanitizing and, and social distancing, I think that's, those are the, the big things I think that they're talking about. People apart, uh, you know, they're not breathing on each other. We have masks will be required, I believe. And, um, and yeah, we'll just do what we can. There'll be more to come as we get closer to the time. Sports Focus, we'll be right back. You're listening to Sports Focus with Charlie Tuggle. And now, back to the show. Welcome back to Sports Focus. We're talking to Karen Shelton about the return of athletics on campus, specifically the return of the eight-time national champion field hockey team. So, Karen, a, a little uh, inside baseball for our listeners. Um, I... I Two years in a row, I have sent emails to you saying, okay, coach, it's your turn again. <laughs> uh, you should have gotten one in the past couple of days because the, the husband school just won. Thank you. The husband school just won its ninth title, uh, which means what for you? That means so we got we to gotta keep up with you, Charlie. So <laughs> we're excited for the challenge. So what's it going to take? Uh, at the end of the 19th season, I asked you, can you do it again? And you said, I think we'll have the talent to be in the hunt. That's all you can really ask for, right, is to be in the hunt. That's exactly right. Um, one of the issues that's, uh, that's occurred um, through this, this quarantine and the pandemic is, um, you know, we've had international recruits that right now we have, uh, you know, the, the, the uh, diplomatic offices are not open to issue student visas. But if that's the case around the country, you know, then, then we'll all be on the same uh, level, right? So all my competition who, would, who might have international prospects, they would not have theirs. So I'm okay with that. I think we have a very strong team as is, but we were counting on um, some help from, uh, from our incoming prospects. So that remains to be seen, um, whether they'll be, be here in August and, and able to enroll uh, and you know, have orientation, all that in time. Um, so that's an unknown. But I really like this returning team. I think they are working hard. We, we have about 16 uh, student athletes that have remained in Chapel Hill through the quarantine rather than going up north to their homes that's safer down here and less populated. So I know they've been working hard. 
And I mentioned before, you know, it's our job to handle this as well as we possibly can to turn this situation into a competitive advantage. So I think they're, they're motivated, they're eating right, they're sleeping, they're quarantining, and they're, they're, they're doing, they're controlling what they can control right now. So I, I know that we're going to hit the ground running as soon as we're allowed back. And I think we'll be one of the schools that starts a little bit earlier. So hopefully we'll have a head start some of our, our uh, you know, main opposition. So we'll see, but I'm excited whether we have our incoming prospects or not. I think that we're going to have a team that, that will be right there and fighting for it. What about your returning international students? Did all of them stay in the States? Well, um, two of them have graduated, um, and one, one who was uh, one of our specs decided she wanted to go to med school. Uh, so she was on the team just one year, but she played minutes for us. Her name was Carlaine Goes, and uh, she took what, what in Holland is considered their MCAT, and, and she passed and was admitted to med school. So she's not returning. So we lost two to graduation and one that chose not to return. But we had um, uh, Ava Smolinars has decide, decided to remain on campus through, through the quarantine, and Hannah Griggs. So those two chose to stay in Chapel Hill, so they didn't go home. I know other student athletes in, in other sports went home, and they're, they're stuck right now with the travel ban, but I think they're likely, once the travel ban is lifted, to, to return. I think what I'm worried about is the visa and whether they'll be able to get a student visa timely enough. So, uh, one thing uh, to your advantage is that you've had back-to-back National Player of the Year, and you have the uh, 2019 National Player of the Year coming back. How big is that, that you have, you know, just a superstar to lean on? Well, Aaron Madsen um, is superb. He is, you know, it's, it's... it's a given, hands down, that she's the best player in the country. And she certainly is a game changer. She's not only talented, fast, and a hard worker, but she makes people around her better. So she has uncanny vision and game sense, and she's unselfish, so she can put others in position to score goals. So we're very, very fortunate to have her back, and she is up in uh, Pennsylvania now at her family home, and she's um, she's working out. I think you guys taught her some editing uh, techniques in, in the sport. She uh, put her talents um, online and done these amazing um, in instructional videos for young kids and her followers. Uh, so they've been really impressive. I don't know if you've seen, but she, she credits uh, credits you guys for some tricks where her her videos have come off so professionally uh, well done and, and really impressive. So we're delighted to have her back and, and really feel like, you know, not only is she great, but we have returners that are also exceptional. And so again, yeah, we're going to, we're going to fight for it and we're going to try to do the best we can. I like where we are and, and uh, can't wait to get at it. And that does it for this edition of Sports Focus. Thanks to our guest, Karen Shelton. Thanks also to producer Elena Pirtle. And as always, thanks to you for listening. 
Cheers. Thanks to Richard Southall, Mark Nagel, and Deborah Southall at the College Sport Research Institute at the University of South Carolina for their research and guidance and for access to CSRI's international network of sources. Sports Focus is a service of UNC's Hussman School of Journalism and Media.